Welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we're having conversations that matter for wherever the military has taken you. We're bringing you stories from real military spouses who not only understand the challenges, they are harnessing the opportunity to build lives they can love. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps that can help you along your military life journey. Now, here's Lindsay Litton. Hey guys, we're back again, and it's Lindsay Litton, co-founder of the Mill Housing Network. I am taking over from Miss Ashley Peebles this week, and we are going to be jumping into episode number two, which is military marriages. We talked about on episode number one, marriages during the deployment, well, leading up to the deployment and during the deployment, Bree Carroll gave us some amazing actionable steps that you can take to make sure that your marriage not only survives, but thrives during deployment. And now we're going to jump into the reintegration. So I want to reintroduce our guest today, Miss Bree Carroll. Miss Bree is the 2020 and 2021 Air Force Spouse of the Year. Go Big Blue. And she's going to be talking to us on a subject that is just near and dear to her heart. So Bree, give everyone the once over again, because if they didn't listen to episode number one, I want to make sure they understand what you're doing for military marriages for our community. Absolutely. If you didn't listen to episode one, go back, guys, go back and listen. But I'm super excited to be here for part two. I'm just grateful to have the opportunity to advocate to strengthen military marriages. Most people know me as the founder of Military Marriage Day, the host of Hearts and Stripes podcast. And I really love to share the expertise along my journey of just digging into how to strengthen these marriages here on platforms like this podcast. So I love this conversation that we're going to jump into about reintegration. Woo. Well, okay. If you listen to episode number one, which Bree is right, go back, listen to it. 20 minute episode. You're going to get some really actionable steps that you can do to prepare for the deployment. And then some really good tips on what to do during the deployment. Let's talk about reintegration. Oh yeah. This one, this one, I mean, let's be honest here. This is a, this is a family podcast, but there's going to be a two week, really fun integration time when your spouse returns. Maybe see, that's what I want to talk about when it's fun. And when it's not, when it's not so fun. (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk about that. So let's jump into it. Okay. Let's jump in. So I am actually right on the heels of a article that I wrote for legacy magazine. And it was talk about co-authoring your sex narrative, right? So, you know, family show, but we're going to talk about sex guys. So just warning. And this is on um, speaker with your kids. Just, you know, your phone. It's okay. But the reason why I wanted to talk about that is because in that discussion, when we're talking about co-authoring, that also goes back to what we talked about in part one, which is communication. People assume that when your spouse is coming back from a long deployment, that they are just rearing to go and in the mood. Well, guess what, guys? We need to talk about sex and communicate expectations for reintegration because you don't know what your spouse's stress level may have been on that deployment, what they have seen, what they have experienced, things that they may not want to share with you. And they might not want to be intimate in that way immediately. They may need some time to decompress. And let's talk about it from the spouse's perspective. You maybe did not have the best deployment. You maybe have been stuck with little people who are driving you crazy. You may be tired and drained. And the only thing you want to do is hand over your kids, 
head into the car and go riding out into the sunset for some you time. That doesn't necessarily cultivate a very sexy atmosphere for reintegration either. So I love the starting of this conversation. And let's just talk about sex. Let's manage expectations with your spouse and not just assume that reintegration means hot and steamy. And I want you right now because that may not be the reality of what some couples face. And I think the more we can shed light on the truths of all of the different possibilities on reintegration, people don't feel as bad when they're like, oh my gosh, I missed my spouse, but I physically don't really want him right now or yeah. her, you know? And I think it's it's powerful to have those conversations so that couples can be prepared as opposed to the romanticized version, right? Of reintegration. We love seeing the welcome home pictures and the big hugs and they are beautiful and we love sharing them. But as a community, it is not always sunshine and rainbows. And sometimes we do have to lean into the hard truths of reintegration. I think you highlighted something really important. We all build these expectations. We think to ourselves, why isn't my marriage just like that, you know, other marriage that I see on Facebook, Yep. you know, with the signs and the, you know, this magical Pinteresty type, you know, mm -hmm. you know, welcome home. And then, you know, you also see some where they're wearing a trench coat and you're thinking, Oh, oh what's happening yeah. <laughs> here? you know, and you're right. Your spouse is dealing with a lot of emotions too. They've had a long flight home. They might be extremely tired. They might be fatigued. The stress levels could be extremely high. And now you're putting expectations that they need to be hot and heavy for you. And, or you're ready to unload the emotional baggage of being a solo parent for 12 months. Yes. During COVID. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Personal stories. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Okay. So talk to us about that. I think, I think you're absolutely right. The more that we shed light on, listen, it doesn't have to be this Pinterest type welcome. It literally can be like, oh, hey, you're home. Let's watch a movie, have some wine and just chillax. And maybe we're not getting sexy time the first night. And that's okay. And that's okay. And, and I love that you use that example because what I would encourage for reintegration is go back to basics. And what go back to basics means create an atmosphere that is familiar to them to where they can decompress and they can feel like, okay, this is my safe place again. This is home. This is what I love. That may look like cooking a favorite meal. That may be watching a movie that you both laughed out loud for the first time and watched it together. And you're recreating a certain type of moment together. It may look like, I don't know, maybe even getting a sitter. I know that sounds bad. You think like, oh my gosh, like the kids have to be there for reintegration. Like, no, maybe you take the time for your marriage and you get a sitter that first time and then you ease the kids in there because they, they may not be ready to hear the crying and the screaming and the daddy, I need mommy, I need right away. Right. So I think being intentional and kind of communicating that with your spouse and asking them if they have a preference. I think that's really good, too. We love to shock and awe with the trench coat when when honey is coming back. But even asking, like, is that something that you're looking for? Is that something that you would like? I know I've asked my spouse when he was coming home on this particular deployment, I asked him because I had actually had a baby while he was deployed. So I was very intentional about like, 
what do you want this experience to be when you come home and reintegration? Because you're not just like reintegrating into like the home that you knew it. Like we had, we literally have a newborn who you have not met yet. How do you want that experience to be? And he was very open to what that could look like. The base wanted to make a really big deal about it. And we had a conversation and he was like, you know what? I would love to have the images of capturing the moment when I do see my baby girl for the first time, but I also am going to need some space because that's emotional. So we were able to talk through that. And there were times, you know, the PA got, got a couple of the shots and stuff. And then mama bear had to step in and be like, Hey, back up, you know, like, I think communicating with your spouse is really huge when it comes to that. What would they like? What are the things that they would feel at home with that, Mm -hmm. that will make the reintegration process that much more smooth and easy. And then the other point that I really wanted to to emphasize when it comes to reintegration is just give yourself grace with that timeline. I think people expect you to be back to normal, like immediately. And let me tell you, sometimes reintegration takes a very long time. And I know you can relate to that as well, right, Lindsay? Like, it's not a set time frame that reintegration like starts and ends and now it's normal. Like that's not how things work. Remembering that our marriages continue to grow and evolve. And as individuals, we grow and evolve. And sometimes during deployment, your spouse may come back feeling on top of the world because they were able to do the thing that they've been training to do. So they feel more advanced and more on their game. And you may have been in a more winter dormant season where you don't feel like you've grown, you didn't read the book, you didn't listen to the podcast, you didn't do the thing, you know, and you come back and you have to figure out how your puzzle pieces fit together again. And I would say, give yourself grace with that timeline and figuring and getting back in that rhythm as a couple and as a family. 100%. I love that you talked about how there's different seasons. There's different seasons in you as an individual, there's different seasons in your marriage and there's different seasons for your family. And so I think being really open and honest about that, that was definitely something that helped me and Ruben when we were, when we were reintegrating after him being gone for a year with COVID was just kind of talking about it. And I asked like, what do you want to do when you get home? Yes. Uh, You know, do you want to just veg out in your underwear and watch alien and predator, which is, you know what I mean? On repeat for two weeks, what do you want to do? And you know, they need time to decompress. And the other thing was he was gone for a year. This house did not look the same. I literally, <laughs> I literally right. built an office. I rearranged the entire house. I had things painted. I, you know what I mean? So when he came home, you're right. The environment wasn't familiar. So just kind of doing one of the first things that we did is we went out to Chili's when we picked him up from the airport, which yeah. sounds so ridiculous, but if you're a military spouse, there's a Chili's at every single base. And yes, so there is. <laughs> So we just went to Chili's because he wanted the salsa because that has just been like a staple. No matter where we go, we know we can get chili salsa. That's and, cool. And so we did that. And then we came home and, you know, the dogs were excited and everything. And then we just chilled. So I think managing those expectations is key. And you as a spouse, you have needs. You're ready to go too. You're excited and you want to jump into all the things and you want them to be a part of it, but just kind of easing them in so they're not overwhelmed. And I love that you talked about the integration timeline. Girl, my spouse has been home for a year now, and I feel Mm -hmm. like we're still integrating. See? And that's okay. And there's no right answer. There's no right timeline. And I love that you're giving yourself grace to 
kind of figure that out because there's always going to be something new. I mean, think about it in your typical day to day outside of a deployment. There are some things that you have to figure out. Now you're coupling that with you were gone (laughs) and that figuring out process continued. And now you're like jumping back in. So you're playing catch up. And I think of it almost like when you have, think about it, like as your, your body changes and like, it took you X amount of time to learn a thing, to do a thing, to get to a certain level. You got to give yourself almost the equal amount of time and grace to play catch up when that person isn't there. So that's just something to keep in the back of your mind when it comes to reintegration, that timeline. And then also I'm going to go back to saying, talk about sex, set those expectations, ask your spouse what it is that they would like their integration, reintegration process to look like. And that big C word keeps coming back. It's all about communication. It is. It's about communication. And so I also want to get your tips on, this has been something, and I'll just be very vulnerable and transparent about it. We're a year past him coming home and I'm still saying things like, well, when you were gone, I could do Mm -hmm. all of these things by myself. And I've had to catch myself because, While we spouses are strong and independent, the number one thing that our spouse needs from us is love and respect. Yeah. And so when we keep tossing that, well, I don't need you. Listen, I figured out, I was so proud of myself for figuring out how to do our sprinkler system. I figured out how to turn that water off and de-winterize it. And I, you know, I was like, I did this job and I figured it out and I don't need you catching yourself, because I will say from experience, from saying those things, it's key to a happy marriage, my friend. (laughs) Yes. No, I'm glad that you are transparent like that. And let me throw my hat in there and say, me too. Okay. You are not alone. And let me just validate any spouse who is kind of feeling like, yeah, but I did do the thing. Friend, let me validate you. You are amazing. We take on the task of being mother and father of solo parenting, of being the plumber, of being the manager of the home, of sometimes the breadwinner Mm -hmm. and taking on extra responsibilities and things. Yes, you did the thing, friend. And I applaud you. Thank you for doing that in the season when you needed to do that. I would encourage you that you are in a new season. Reintegration is the start of a new season when you don't have to be all things to all people and wear all the different roles. And you need to allow your spouse the opportunity to work in their role, right? To retake and reclaim those things that are theirs. And that may take some time too, right? You have been taking out the, this is my own personal example. So I'm a vent for a second. I have been taking out the trash regularly because you are not here. That is typically your role. You come home on day one and I'm staring at the trash can (laughs) like, what's up? You going to do it or not? It goes both ways, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. there's some things that we want to hold on to and say, like, I can do this all my own, but then there's some other stuff where we want to dish off. And I would say, give your spouse one, that grace of that timeline again, but also remember that respect is really big, especially for our male counterparts, right? Our partners, they need that respect. They are protectors and providers. That is their role. That is their makeup. So when we come off disrespecting that role in that position, it really causes tension in our relationships. And I just want you to be aware of it because we both admit it, right? We messed that up too. 
But that is something that you have to learn through and just be aware of. If those feelings come up for you, there is another reason why you feel that way. It may be the fear of, hey, you're going to leave again and I'm going to have to reassert myself again. There may be some hurt and some things that are going on below the surface where you just need to have the conversation. And as much as I advocate for communicating with your spouse, let me also advocate for you to talk to a coach. Let me advocate for you to talk to a counselor. That's why I love that I get to lean into this community of women, the command collective community, because we want to thrive personally in our marriages and in building a legacy. And it takes sometimes having those conversations with other people who are going through the same things to recognize, like the two of us are recognizing here on this podcast that Ooh, maybe that's not the best thing to say to our spouse during reintegration, right? So allow them the opportunity to fill that role, to reclaim their roles, and just be aware of what they need. They need that respect. And for us, we need to be loved on. We need to to be shown and feel safe. And oftentimes when we deploy or go through deployment seasons, we don't feel safe which is why reintegration, we have to be thoughtful of how we work through it because you have to reestablish a lot of things in reintegration. One, respect and that covering and that safety again with your spouse. I love that you mentioned having a relationship with your spouse, but also having a relationship with you. And so there's part of you when you're reintegrating that you have to reinvent. So you're going to go through a little bit of a transitional period and Part of that is releasing control over certain items mm-hmm. and having that conversation internally with yourself. Like, what are the items that I want to release control of? And then communicating that to your spouse and saying, like, for you, trash is also one of the roles that my <laughs> husband plays right. in this house. It's trash and it's the exterior, right? So taking that's why the sprinkler was such a big deal because he always did the sprinklers and the lawn, right? Well, while he was gone, those were things that I handled. I didn't want to handle that when he came home. However, it was an appropriate day one to be like, listen, get out there and handle that yard and do the sprinklers. And I need that trash out. Um, So it was part having conversation internally about my own expectations of when those roles were going to be reassumed. And then, like I said, I still flub it up. Like I said it last week, listen here, cowboy, while you were gone, I did all of these things. And what I realized as I'm saying it was like, this is not winning me any points. No points, no No points, points. friends. It's okay. It's okay though. It is okay because your spouse on the flip side is going to mess some stuff up too with reintegration. Maybe that's a big takeaway that we need to just foot stomp there. Don't feel like reintegration is going to be perfect. You're going to say some things. Maybe your spouse is going to say some things like, you might mess this thing up, but that's okay. I think ultimately still staying committed to the end goal, which is working together as a team and, and finding your that battle rhythm again in your home. That's the goal, right? And even though you mess it up, you may say the things, you may feel a type of way, you might like need to take a moment and just cry in a corner. That's fine. You're doing great, friends. Just make sure you don't stay in those places of feeling like I can do it all. Don't stay in that place of rejecting your spouse, of not allowing them to reassume roles. Don't stay in that spot of like isolating and not communicating how you feel. I think that is where we find couples get into trouble because they are not identifying those those areas where reintegration got challenging and they didn't seek that additional help that may be needed to get them over that hump. 
And let's be, let's be real honest. TRICARE is amazing. You can get mental health services yes. for you as a spouse, even if your, your spouse doesn't want to participate. You know, that's a whole nother conversation around mental health for military members, but you as a spouse have the ability to see, seek mental health outside of the base and installation and TRICARE covers it. Right. Um, that was something that we tapped into while my spouse was deploying, not only for myself and I'll be very direct and say like, Hey, these are services that I participate in, but I also got it for my kids because they have their own issues that they're working through. And that's That's a great point. Mm -hmm. Great point. Yeah. And you know what? Let's talk about that since we haven't hit on that reintegration for the kids. Yeah. I could not stand when I would have family members who would be around during reintegration and they would be egging my kids. Go hug your dad. Go do this. Say you love him. Say no, do not force back off. off. Like they need to process too. They have not seen dude for a while. Okay. Like they're trying to figure out like, Hey, you still my dad. There's a lot of people with uniforms here. I need to get my bearings. You know, are we still cool? Did you leave me because you didn't love me? Like they have their own emotional things to process. And following that same tip from earlier, that grace in that timeline, that also needs to extend to the the children too, because no, they might not want daddy to tuck them in at night because mom's been doing it, you know, or, or maybe they need a little more time or it's something that you and your spouse talk to together and say, Hey, do this with me. So they can start getting familiar with the two of us doing it. Are you being a part of this new routine or this, this thing that you used to do and it used to be your thing? Well, do it with me so that you can get back in this flow. And I think just children, like you said earlier, they're little sponges. They need that time to like soak in like the new thing that's happening and also to wring out the old stuff, you know, as they transition from one season to the other. So I love that you get the kids that that support that they need as well to process those feelings. I think that's a great tip. Well, and I will say this, you know, the, the transitions and the routines will shift when your spouse comes home and the kids aren't mentally prepared for that. So kids need safety and knowing what happens next. Correct. And so, you know, at least for us, when my husband came home, you know, listen, mom, isn't always the best discipliner. Okay. And so there was some tension because our discipliner is back. And oh, yeah, that's a and, good point. And mom may have let, you know, kids watch TV while eating dinner, which is a no, no while dad's home. So there's some habits that you have to break. And so if you know of what those things are for your spouse, like the things that you're like, these are non-negotiables. My spouse is not going to appreciate this, but Hey, listen, I, it was a lot. It was every person for themselves while my spouse was deployed, right? Maybe get what we started to do is two weeks before he came home. We started to pull back on some of that so that Mm. it wasn't a huge Mm -hmm. shock. Like, Ooh, dad's home. And now I don't get to watch, you know, TV and eat Costco chicken nuggets every day. Like when mom was a jar. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No, that's a really good point. And I think that's being very thoughtful about your spouse. So let me applaud you for that because that's really big. You knew the transition was coming. You helped prepare the kids for that transition so that your spouse didn't end up being the bad guy because that's oftentimes how they feel. They come back into reintegration. And then if they are the typical disciplinarian, then yeah, they feel like the bad guy. And oftentimes I, I try to give my, my spouse a break. Like I just, I'm like, well, dad, you, you don't 
don't say anything. Let me like yeah. if you can give me the eyes and tell me like, hey, you need to say something. Then I'll go ahead and I'll do the enforcing so that you can be the good guy for this reintegration period until everything has kind of settled out. And I and I love that you were thoughtful about that. One last thing I want to talk about, because you mentioned it. And this one makes me laugh because I have girlfriends that <laughs> talked about this. So let's just talk yeah, about it. Sure. All right. So your spouse is coming home. You're ready mm-hmm. to go. Expectations are met. It's going to be sexy time when they arrive. Well, guess who shows up at the front door? Your in-laws. Oh, <laughs> yes. 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 And you know what? I love it. I love my in-laws. I'm actually very blessed to have um, some really great in-laws. They also understand that they just can't show up on my doorstep like that. So there's that. But in this scenario, we're going to go with it. And I think it's communicating boundaries. I love a good friend of mine, Becky Hoy. She talks about protecting your, your deployment circles. And she talks about, and I love how she breaks it down. And she talks about that inner circle is like just your immediate family. It's you, your spouse, maybe your kids, the dog gets the spot in the inner circle, right? That is who is at the center of your deployment season. And then that outer circle, it's, you know, your in-laws and, and family members and the people who care about you, but they are not directly impacted by the deployment season. They want to know what's going on, but you have the option to choose to not tell them. Then there's that further out circle who are just like distant friends, people on social media and all of that. What matters when it comes to the boundaries that you set for the deployment season, reintegration, and even sexy time is that inner circle friends. That's who gets to say. And then everyone else gets a boundary based off of how you feel. So yes, ding dong, it's my in-laws. Guess what? You get to be here to hug, say, hey, buy us dinner. And then you can go stay at the Holiday Inn down uh-huh. the street or you can go somewhere. I mean, it's fine. It is a boundary that has to be put in place, especially if I wasn't expecting it. You should be able to advocate for yourself, to advocate for your marriage and to set a boundary with other people so that you can have a marriage that thrives. Point blank, period. We're going to drop the mic. <laughs> 100%. And I will say this, I didn't have my in-laws do that, but I, but while my spouse was deployed, he was coming home for two weeks. So mind you two weeks, this is the only time I've seen my spouse and yeah. it, I've been dealing with COVID. My in-laws wanted to visit. And I said, absolutely not. No, no, no. <laughs> you can see him when he comes home. You haven't come to hang out with me and the kiddos while uh, he's been gone, but no. And, and good I, for you. That's good. And I say that with so much love to my in-laws, but it wasn't a time where I could be, where I could accept family. Company. Right. No, Company. I think that's I fine. And I think here's, let's, let's go on the other side of that coin. What if your spouse wants your, your family, the, the family to be there? You have to have the dialogue, right? You have to tell your spouse what you need during this time, these two weeks, mm-hmm. I need us to reconnect, please agree with me in this, that we will reconnect and we will say to our in-laws, our parents, our families that, you know what, we're prioritizing our marriage for this time. And and no, you cannot visit for these two. You have to ask and advocate for yourself. You have to do that because your spouse isn't going to know if you just are sitting there with a stale face and you're frowning up. They're just like, this is awesome. I get to see you and my family. Like they think they're killing multiple birds with stones and stuff. No, have the conversation. And I think often as military spouses, we don't say what we need enough. And that's why our expectations aren't met, right? Mm -hmm. So please, if you have that situation pop up, or maybe even you don't, you're not, you don't have like in-laws that you like gel with in that way, 
have that conversation about what reintegration looks like, what those times that you get together looks like. And if you, and by all means, there may be compromise there. You mentioned two weeks, maybe what week one is just us week two is family or vice versa, whatever, but be open to make the compromise, but definitely share what you need with your spouse. 100%. And I will say it's managing expectations, communication, and just staying on the same page. I think we're always scared of, or maybe we just assume that our spouse feels the same way as we do, because as human beings, we immediately think that everybody thinks the same way we do. And that's just not true. So have those conversations, tap into your community and your resources locally. This is amazing. Yes. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. I am just grateful to have the opportunity to share. And I hope that you guys took some tips away so that you can have a better deployment season when it comes to going through the beginning stages that we heard in part one, or even this part two with reintegration um, so that you can have a strong male marriage. Oh, thank you so much, Bree, for joining me today. If you're listening, get connected. We're going to have comments in the show notes where Bree, like she said, she is the queen of military marriages. And if you're struggling or if you need assistance, please reach out. There is a community of spouses that have been there, PCS that and dealt with it. So definitely get connected. Bree, thank you so much. Yes, thank you for having me.